All right, Genevieve, let's start with your franchise story. How do you even fall into franchising? What was your step to becoming a part of this franchise industry that we both live in? So it has been a very long and very winding road. <laughs> We're talking um, about that too. <laughs> Absolutely. So th the company itself, um, Shinko Travel, the tour operator, was founded back in 2012. And it's very interesting because our first year in business, we won a local award, a local business award that put us through to a national final. And, you know, we were still wet behind the ears, as they say, <laughs> over here in Ireland. And uh, they said, this concept should be franchise. But we're in Ireland and our clients in the US, we were still only just trying to get the core business set up at that stage. So we kind of thought, oh, yeah, sounds like a good idea. But, you know, carry on. You know, we were just, you know, at that time I had a business partner. I bought her out in 2019, but the two of us were wearing about 27 hats each, right. as you know what it's like. So, um, yeah, so I suppose we, we carried on. At that time, we had only started out doing luxury trips to Ireland. And then 2015, we expanded to do luxury trips throughout the whole of the UK. We were getting a lot of repeat business. Guests who traveled to Ireland with us, they wanted to go to Scotland to extend the trips throughout the UK. Uh, we then rebranded because we originally, we were called Shamrock Vacations, which A, is very unique to Ireland, obviously, but more importantly, couldn't be trademarked. And we were at the stage where we were looking at brand protection and trademarking. So did a rebrand exercise, came up with the name Sheenco. Um, so then we dabbled in franchising in Ireland and we tested it out. But it's very interesting because the cultures, the Irish and the American cultures, obviously we've so much crossover, you know, we've obviously huge amount of expats, Irish, you know, generations back along, I think 20% of people in the US claim either Irish or British heritage, which is a massive number. So, um, yeah, so, but the difference is the work ethic is very, very, very different. Mm. So, you know, I mean, the US, obviously it's, you can be anyone, anyone can be president, you know, it's that, that just get on with it, do it and dreams come true kind of, you know, we're all sold that American dream. And we definitely found, you know, the the Irish kind of the ultimate thing is a good pensionable job, you know, working for the government. You can't go wrong. So, um, yeah. And just, you know, the more time I spent in America, 90 percent of our end clients, our guests have always been based in the US. So I've obviously traveled over there. We do travel shows coast to coast, uh, spent a lot of time over there and, yeah, fell into franchising. I suppose, you know, I wanted to move my sales over to the US. That's always been kind of a goal. But as I started to delve into franchising, and it was very interesting being in the travel space, because one of the first contacts I made was a lawyer out in California who specialized in host agencies, which is the majority of travel brands, you know, if they want to expand, they get into host agency, but it's white label. There's no protection for the brand. I mean, what we had that was of value was our brand. You know, we've over a decade of, if you go to the testimonials on that website that's sitting there, 
we have a page for every year we've been in business and my web designers they're always like you don't need that many testimonials and i'm like those are hard got or keeping every one of them like so um yeah so i just loved i you know as went into you know your man this lawyer was saying oh host agency host agency host agency it's so easy it's so cheap and i was like no that's not what i want to do so finally i'm marketing sales marketing that's my jam so i put together a brochure and i sent it to him and he goes yeah this is a franchise <laughs> so <laughs> so that took me down the franchise route then and uh you know i it's been it's been three years now really since i've been really in that space i think we're just about to uh sign up with the ifa for our third year done two emergings two ifas um have my cfe so i've really been on a very immersive journey into uh the franchise and i just love it because i love everything about us i love as i say the american dream supporting people to create their own unique business but with all the support of a franchise i just think it's it's so cool basically if you go back so you you made the decision to become a franchise and you're going through this process what's your dream at that point like what if you had to say what the outcome was at that point versus what it is in reality like what did you think <laughs> the outcome was going to be so i'm laughing i'm laughing nick because i went to my first emerging which was what 2021 we just i think i think emerging was like mid november early you know when it is and i think we were allowed back into america as you know i i reside in ireland and i think we were allowed back into america without the two week wait period um like a week before yeah. uh so that was like my first time getting into america and i went to emerging and you should have seen me i was i'm gonna be back here next year with 10 franchises <laughs> you know it was all gonna happen like that you know but uh I think anyone in franchise space knows tenacity. It's all about tenacity. And the funny thing, when I look back on that, I am so happy that that didn't happen because we have rewritten our entire system this year. We were lucky enough to have Sherry Christopher come on board with her 30 years of expertise in franchising. And uh, she's she helped me rewrite the entire FDD and help me kind of streamline the system because i suppose we have a very very unique franchise concept but when i put that concept together and created as an as a franchise i didn't know enough about franchising so now having all that expertise behind me i can you know and with sherry's assistance we were able to actually make it work as a franchise and so yeah like i i said i've been going around saying for the past year i must be the only franchisor who's, who's actually happy that she doesn't have franchisees because it gave me the freedom to completely rewrite the system and now i mean i i'm a kind of a funny person because i like to have all the eyes dotted t's crossed like we have a fantastic crm i bought the crm we have before i had a website this is way back in 2011. so um when 2012 sorry just to be correct but so now like in the franchise space i invested in a learning management system we have an amazing learning management system before i franchisees so that's all up ready ready to go so it's like i like to build it first and so 
I wasn't ready. I know now that, you know, 2021, I was in no way ready. Now I'm ready. And it's fantastic. If you think through candidates, getting in front of candidates as a, as a part of the process, what do you wish you were told when you franchise your business that you now know uh, as it relates to the difficulty of finding people that would actually want to buy this? Uh, that's a really good question because look, I look any business. I, I just put it down to R and D. I, I didn't go out with a plan to do R and D, yeah. but I spent an awful lot of money on trial and error in marketing. So again, with hindsight is 2020. So I call it R and D, but look, you know, it's funny because I had a conversation with Sherry the other day about the IFA. And, you know, the value in going to the annual convention. And my thing is, and it's the same, like we're doing the uh, Franchise Expo South now, um, the weekend after next, and we've signed up for a couple of franchise shows in Atlanta and San Diego. And it's like anything. You can have one conversation at these shows and it pays in spades. I mean, like Sherry, even that relationship, you know, like that was because I kept showing up. We kept bumping into each other. We kept meeting each other, you know, and you know, and that's another thing I love about the franchise space is it's such a small community and it's such a lovely tight knit community because, you know, you look, most industries, it's like, oh, we're in competition. But the person who wants the Shinko travel franchise is not the person who wants the sandwich franchises, wants the coffee franchise, so on and so forth. And I think that's what's so lovely because everyone's like, helping and supporting each other because we're not really competitors. We're all out to support franchising as a whole. Yeah. I mean, ultimately the, where, where you are a, a competitor in today's world is everybody wants qualified and ready to buy. Right. And look, and there's been a, a huge shift in the way that franchising works and that the broker community has really grown up as the largest franchisor that exists because they, they have the relationship, all the people that are coming to the table and saying, here's how much money I have. Here's what I'm passionate about. Now match me to the right brand that would make sense for me. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of complexities that exist in it. But I mean, for you, like if, if I were to praise something, whether it's done on accident or purpose, the fact that you focus on building the foundational elements ends up being a great, it will give you a great return later on. I mean, most franchisors, they, they need the franchise fees to keep the lights on. Right. Therefore they sell, use some of that money to continue to build up their See, shit. We're, we're so lucky because we have a very successful business there. Right. I mean, the investment, like I am so lucky because I have poured money into this. Like we are at a very high investment level, but I still have a business that has a very good cash flow. There's no issues. So I have that money to spend. And it is, it is, I am in a very lucky position. I mean, I've been in that position day one. That is one good thing. Travel, the margins are low, but oh my God, you get the money up front. So we bootstrapped the company. I mean, I started the core business with a couple of credit cards. And so I have bootstrapped. That's all I do. So bootstrap the business, bootstrap the franchise, but I do realize how lucky I am to be able to do that. When you're going to these shows, what, what's your positioning at the booth? How are you, how are you going to stand out? What's your plan there? So I, I love our backdrop. I've got one of our very old backdrops behind me, but we've got a brand new one that's in, in 
in transit to um, my head of sales that's coming down from, she's actually located in Florida, so she's coming down for the show. Shawnee, that'd be myself, um, Emma, who's our business development manager over here in Ireland. Uh, my niece is coming along under the title executive assistant. And then Shawnee just uh, promoted newly to head of sales. She is fantastic. She was our first US corporate hire and uh, she's absolutely brilliant. So we're all heading down to the show. Um, so basically what we have, like I suppose it's the, the key points on the backdrop are that it's home based, um, that it's a proven sales system, you know, 10 years of selling. Uh, we uh, There's no experience required. We have very in-depth training on both the product and the sales system. And um, oh yeah, win free trips, um, earn free trips, should I say, because we do an annual familiarization trip every year. So we bring our franchisees and corporate team over to experience all the fantastic products, castles. We've got our, um, we're doing Ireland this year. So we have a fantastic itinerary put together. They'll be staying in Dromolan Castle, which is one of our highlights. And also having lunch at Ashford, which is the castle you can see in the background behind me here. So uh, yeah, so that just, I mean, my favorite line, I was at one of these shows and this guy came up and he goes, well, I've been walking around going, that don't look like fun. That don't look like fun. But this, this looks fun. <laughs> so that pretty much sums it up, I think. If I were you, I would I would play it differently. Would you? Yeah, because how many shows have you done so far? I've done a lot, but I wasn't positioned like that because, uh, yeah um i like i say i've rewritten the rule book so <laughs> i think you're set like your message is kind of there it says your business our support mm -hmm. you're gonna well, have i gotta tell you about this this website this website is the old one that's been thrown out the window there's a rebuilding process that hopefully will be up online uh by the time we hit the show or at least the first generation of it. And I am so excited. We've been doing a lot of work over the last couple of months and I'm really what excited. So you're going to have four people at the show, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's like, you've got to go back to what, what we talked about in the beginning of this. You spent the last three years perfecting a model. Your CRM has been being perfected since 2012. The reality is like your widget ends up being travel and travel is fun. So it's not hard for someone to see what they're selling. But the fact that you've built all this infrastructure, if you walk that show in Fort Lauderdale, there's going to be many, many, many brands who haven't. And yeah. so when you that... this point, point of view, you gotta lift, you gotta lift up the people that you've, you've the infrastructure that you have behind this brand ends up being the asset, you know? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And one of the key things we have now added to our logo that is on that backdrop is luxury travel specialist since 2012. Because yeah. that was the biggest shock to me when I when I went into the franchise space and going to emerging, for example. I remember meeting people and they were like, "Well, I have this business idea and I'm going to franchise it." <laughs> you have an idea you're going to franchise, you know? Because right. I have ten years of hard sweat and labor. I'm going to franchise, you know? Right. <laughs> well, I think like and that's where I mean, look, you you've put the money behind it. You have the structure right. behind this. I would I would. If I were you, I'd continue to lift up the people that are going to support you as a franchisee, um, because that that's going to be your why you why now. 
Yeah, and actually we do have, sorry, I'm trying to, like I say, I'm, I don't have it in front of me, so this is all from the head. We have um, ground support, I think, ground support. We've got kind of key things on the backdrop to the people are going to be, what's that? <laughs> you know, so that we can start the conversation. And it's funny you mentioned the team because I don't know how, if you've dug into the one thing that is on that website and it's on our YouTube channel as well, is videos of all those key players on the Irish team and how they support the franchisees. So uh, 100% that we, we will highlight that and we'll, we're, we're highlighting it even more on the new site. I would also, if you, if you have the opportunity, I would change your sales process uh, at the show. I mean, think, think through what the buyer you're, you're trying to create, you're, you're, you're creating your own segment right now. Like it doesn't exist. You, you can't exactly. say this is my direct competitor. And so uh -huh. if you take a back, step backwards and say, we, we will talk to you about purely a journey in franchising, what you're going to go through. And you, even if you, if, it might be too late for Fort Lauderdale, but if you were to give out the, the roadmap, what is the travel itinerary for becoming a franchisee? Then not, not in the traditional sense of you fill out a form and this is what happens. It's going to be a download. It's going to be a download. It's already created. It's a download for the new website, Steps to Becoming a Sheen Co. Travel Franchisee. Yeah, but make it make it more about the journey because the journey, yeah. like a vacation, is a journey that creates uh, memories for life. And if you cross apply that back to your business, I think I, I think you can have an interesting pathway. Look again, I said I said this before. You've set up the infrastructure, you spent the money. Now it's time to see if you can. Well, our our purpose, Nick, is creating priceless memories that enrich lives, which will be one of the key messaging on our new franchise website. And what I love about that purpose, it was created for our guests, but it works equally well for our franchisees. And awesome. I love that. I think that's great. All right. So there's a ghost out there. They're looking at you. They don't they don't understand the business completely. Mm -hmm. What do you they've watched this video up to this point? What do you want them to know about your business? So I think what I want to it's 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 I'd like to talk to you if you don't mind about who we're looking for and why we're looking for them. Um, so one of the things we've also worked on, I mentioned our purpose, but we have a set of core values and we very much hire to those values and we are looking for franchisees that fit those values. So that is our number one. As I said, there's no experience in travel required. It's all about the values. We have two avatars, if you like, that we're kind of looking for. One, we've discovered we are solving a massive problem for a key demographic who are also awesome in terms of the business space, and that is military spouses, military families. Because as you know, they move every couple of years and it's very hard to build a career or build a business when you are in transit. And this is a business where you can A, work from anywhere and B, sell to anywhere. Because we're an international company, we sell worldwide. As I said, 90% of our end consumers are in the US, but we also send to Canada, Australia, and there is no territory with our uh, franchise. So it's really about your own network and working that network. So, and then the other type of franchisee we're looking for is what we like to call the corporate escapee, somebody who is sick of working 60, 70 plus hours a week, never being off the clock. And this is a proven sales model that works with a 40 hour week. So you can have a work-life balance, have your own business, work when you want to, 
and and still you know make a decent amount of money i think you've you've thought through uh the position here and you know you know who your target is now you just gotta got gotta get in front of the right people three years Nick, if i haven't got that together <laughs> what's three years <laughs> right what's the what's the vision for the next 12 months then so 10 10 next year i think we're now it's realistic to say i'll be back with those 10. uh we're our main goal is 25 by 25 so 25 franchisees by the year 2025 that's the target yeah. well, well we'll be cheerleading you and watching the story this has been uh this great and obviously like like to be able to diary the journey uh you've been yeah. through plenty of turbulence to get to this Long point and winding road. don't forget we were launching in the pandemic 2020 was when i decided to franchise <laughs> I mean, like, look, it's it's going to be part of the DNA of this story. When you get to the finish line, it's going to be a nice exactly. thing. So. Yeah. Well, and I mean, 2012, that was the end of the last recession. And so, you know, start a business in a recession, franchise in a pandemic. What could be better? <laughs> well, you, like you did say, like, if I'm if I'm a prospective buyer and I listen to what you just said as a part of this discussion, you said, look, we cash flowed the business. We're financially, yeah. we're, we're in a strong position. I think that's, that's, that's a value. So... Keep yeah. piecing it together and again, looking forward to seeing where the story goes. Thanks a lot, Nick. Thanks, Thanks okay, this is another episode of Meet the Zor.